Hi, everybody, and welcome to Making Sense. It's Bryn Griffiths along with Dustin Lamotang of Mackey Research Capital. How are you doing today? Uh, real good, Bryn. How are you doing? Great, thank you. Let's get right to it. The last Canadian federal election has come and gone, happened in the month of October. I don't know if it surprised a lot of people. I, I think if you went by a lot of the polling, Dustin, uh, most people would have probably predicted what happened. But how has this affected the markets? Uh, you, you've you, you've probably talked to a lot of people about this past election. Uh, it's The results have been fairly benign, Bryn. Uh, if you look at what's happened uh, on the TSX, for example, the, the Canadian market hasn't really moved a blip. Um, I think people know that the uh, liberal minority will will likely not get a lot done. I mean, we, we've had liberal uh, minorities in the past. We've had conservative minorities in the past. In fact, uh, Stephen Harper governed, uh, you know, for almost five or six years uh, with a minority government. Uh, it, it won't really have a, a big impact on the market. Um, it'll have a, an impact on policy, of course, uh, directly uh, related to Alberta. Uh, we have zero representation uh, in Ottawa at the current moment. You know, when you look at the election results, it, it's quite staggering. Uh, Liberals don't have a seat between uh, Vancouver and Winnipeg. So that's going to uh, be an interesting dynamic as we go forward. Well, the Prime Minister did indicate at his press conference the day after the election that his attention was grabbed by what the West did. And when you take a look from the eastern half of British Columbia right through to Manitoba, it is, it's basically all conservative. You can't ignore that. that. That's impossible for a prime minister to ignore. Now, the question is, how can he control that and keep it under control? And uh, what are the results going to mean in the financial markets? Well, I think for for the economy, uh, if if we're looking at specifically uh, Alberta, we, we could have a chance to leverage um you know, this opportunity, A, to get uh, TMX, the pipeline built, and, and B, to, you know, maybe get uh, the, the federal liberals actually paying attention to Western Canada. There's a lot of talk about uh, Western separation. Uh, Western alienation has always been present. Um, and, and, you know, it's due to our lack of population. Every, everybody knows this. Uh, so the perception that uh, the resources coming out of the West go to feed the fat bankers in the East. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's been, you know, since, since uh, Canada began, that's been going on. Um, but as, as for, you know, how can Alberta or, or particularly the West leverage this going forward? Uh, I think there's uh, a good opportunity to do so. Well, well, let's stay with that for a second, because one of the things that's fascinating about this particular breakdown for a minority government is you could potentially see the Liberal Party push TMX through with the support of the Conservative Party. The other parties would have no say. But it just seems like it's an unusual partnership, to say the least. But it could. You know, there's a lot of people who suggested the Liberals would not be able to push a pipeline through, but they could do it. But they would need the support of the Conservatives. And you're just seeing strange bedfellows here. Yeah, it'd be uh, really funny to see, uh, you know, Sheer and Trudeau at the ribbon cutting. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that pipeline will definitely go through. It, it, it would not be in uh, in the country's interest to have that canceled. Uh, and I and I think the Liberals are aware of that. Uh, if if you look at the uh, 
the news this morning, uh, as most recently as this morning, uh, I guess they're they're hiring, r- wrapping up the hiring for TMX, yeah. the pipeline project, in a, in a big way. We're talking, uh, you know, a thousand new staff, or they're looking for to to staff it up up into the thousands. So I, I think that project's going to be good for Western Canada. Uh, it's about time. And uh, I, actually, I, I read some commentary that uh, the uh, the liberal minority win would have been, uh, it, you know, n- not not ideal for Western Canada, but even a, a conservative minority would have been even worse because then the liberals would have had no choice to... Block everything. Yeah, make yeah. a coalition with the NDP. And that might have been, uh, you know, fairly nasty, especially for Alberta. Now, while we've been focusing in here on the pipeline TMX, let's talk about the economy in general and interest rates and also the TSX. What do you think... Uh, Everything's going to shake down here over the next month or two. I'm guessing you've heard these questions a lot here in the last few weeks. Yeah, it, it looks like that, uh, you know, in terms of the economy, the East, Eastern economy seems to be uh, relatively stable. Uh, we're starting to get a little bit of a, a growth in, in the West in, in terms of, uh, you know, some, some broader diversification. The, the oil and gas industry is uh, kind of holding it its own just on cruise control right now. We're not seeing a lot of growth because we don't have the, the pipeline capacity. Um, the Alberta government has uh, looked at uh, selling their railway contracts. A couple of companies, uh, in, 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 you know, are looking at bidding on that Canadian Natural Resources and Synovus being probably the two front runners. Right. Uh, so that'll be a lot more rail capacity moving oil and that that could loosen up the curtailment situation here in Alberta a bit. Now, while we were taping this, the dollar's up actually a little bit over the last little while. Do you see that ride continuing? I really don't. I think the as long as uh, oil is either flat or, or uh, just goes up, you know, very minimally, our, our dollar is always going to be uh, somewhat correlated to the price of oil. And unless we see oil back at 7 or $80, I, I don't see the dollar moving above 80 cents anytime. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, currencies are, are notoriously very difficult to predict. So uh, I, I don't try and play that game, but uh, I wouldn't be betting on on too, too much higher of a dollar from, from this point. And is this not something you normally see after an election? There's a, usually a little bit of a bump up in the dollar, whether it's an American dollar or a Canadian dollar, wherever the British pound, pound sterling, that kind of thing. After an election, some people want to take a look at it from a positive perspective, and we always see a little bit of a surge there, but I, I'm guessing it's probably going to flatten out here. Yeah, I think it's going to be flat. If, if anything, I could see, uh, you know, if, if we get a little bit of weakness here uh, in the economy, things seem to be slowing down worldwide. And what the, the market I really pay attention to is the U.S. because they have such a direct impact on Canada. And uh, if U.S. growth is, you know, underwhelming, Canada will follow suit. And uh, if, if they surprise to the upside in terms of GDP growth, we'll, we'll probably see a little bit sunnier skies in Canada. Uh, but I expect uh, in the next six months, we'll get maybe an interest rate drop or two. Uh, the TSX uh, will, will really take the lead from our, our counterpart down in the U.S. Whatever, sure. whatever the Dow and the S&P do, uh, the TSX will probably follow. Now, what, what could change that is if you had some sort of a spike like we saw in September with 
you know, when the Saudi facility got hit, if, if oil took a big jump up to 70 or $80, I would be very positive for the TSX uh, with such a high commodity weighting. Um, but barring, uh, you know, unforeseen circumstances, I, I don't see a, a huge run up. Um, but, you know, any, it's hey, anybody's ch- guess. Yeah, right? things change. We always say that here. Before we go, and we're running out of time already here, there were two other issues that I was really curious about at the federal election level, and that was I heard a lot about national pharmacare, and, of course, people are always worried about that national debt. Your take on that? Well, the uh, the two will go hand in hand because I think that, uh, you know, for about 90% of Canadians, we have a, a, a drug drug plan, pharmacare plan that works fairly well. Uh, a lot of people have coverage through employers and so forth. And uh, I think that if if the government starts getting involved in national pharmacare, it's it's not going to be a good situation. I think that debt's going to balloon. Their their numbers they're predicting. You know, I think I saw a liberal estimate of six to eight billion dollars. Uh, I'm going to suggest you times that by five or six. You know, thirty to forty billion dollars. Um, it, it'll be a huge boondoggle, and that'll add to the debt. Now with with the Liberals being in a minority uh, and the NDP saying that that is one of their major uh, platform initiatives, I could see them getting together and pushing through a pharmacare program in, in some form. And I think that's going to be really disastrous for our, our debt situation in the country. So I'm hoping that doesn't materialize. Um, I'm hoping they go just with, you know, keep, keep their mitts off the existing programs that we have and maybe just, uh, you know, create a buffer for those people, the, the 10 to 15% of the population who really have a hard time paying, you know, seniors, low-income people, uh, bump up that coverage and, and just leave, you know, put it this way, just leave my drug plan alone. Mine works just fine. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see foresee that being good for the country on, on an overall basis, especially from an economic perspective. We'll watch that one very carefully. There's lots to watch very carefully here politically over the next couple of years, to say uh, to say the very, very least. That's it for today. This one's just blown by, and there's more helpful hints coming your way in the next couple of weeks. Just a reminder, the markets and financial numbers change frequently. We've seen that. So what is said today by us can easily change by later today or overnight. If you'd like some more information, you can contact us at Mackey Research capital. Your phone number is 780-905-7729. One more time. 780-905-7729. You can also check out their website, which is MackeyResearch.com. That's it for today. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Brian. Some great stuff there. Thanks for listening to Making Sense and have yourself a great day. 